0: Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I am Chase and I'm here with my co-host Lily. Hey guys. We are a supernatural horror podcast where we tell each other stories that are allegedly true. Sometimes we have a little drink or something to help make it a little more fun for us, and we hope you join us if you're feeling up to it as well. Now, I can say, you know, at the beginning of this episode, now that it's official, me and Lily finally bought a house.
1: Woohoo! And we're moved in.
0: Which is why it sounds terrible right now. <laughs> um We're sorry. So our house looks more like the storage facility from the end of Indiana Jones right now than it does an actual home, which means our recording room is also pretty darn bare, which is why you might hear a slight echo right now. So this is a temporary thing. We are fixing it. We're going to get it all better sounding and everything. We didn't get lazy, so don't freak out.
1: No, not yet. And if
0: this is your first episode, I promise all the other ones sound better. <laughs> and and upcoming, they will as well, so don't Except freak out Except for that first
1: episode. I don't know what happened there. <laughs>
0: But I do think there's something important we need to tell our viewers about our house. Uh, We can safely say that there's a dead body under the house. Ooh, that's right. Don't worry, it's not what you guys think, even though I'm glad it's not like that. So we had an inspector come out and put a video (laughs) scope into the vents to see what condition they were in, and when we reviewed the video, right in the middle of the house, because this house is on a slab, right in the middle in the vents, there is a big, giant, dead lizard just sitting there.
1: Okay, giant is a little exaggerated. Right, it's like, yeah. one of those tiny lizards that we see all the time. Okay, so
0: it was like <laughs> the scope going down there is really tiny, so the it lizard looked mix. like it was towering over the video. Yeah, I like to think that there's a dinosaur under the house. But, For sure. So and it would take a lot of money and effort to actually get the lizard out of there, so it's pretty much going to live down there. <laughs> So I hope it was a happy lizard and had a happy life because...
1: We don't want a haunting um, we, a lizard.
0: <laughs> I don't want to wake up feeling like there's a, a lizard ghost crawling
1: Ew, all day. That would be so creepy.
0: But anyway, so I once again apologize for the audio quality. This week, possibly next episode as well. I can we're guarantee gonna, it. We're going to rush our best to fix the issue, but it takes a little while. So just bear with us. The stories are still awesome and we are still awesome. It's just the echo sucks. That's all
1: right. We are gonna
0: make it work. It also explains why we didn't have an episode last week because with all the moving and everything, there just there wasn't enough time. No. So, and we
1: always want to make sure that we have something good for you guys. We don't want to like half-ass anything. Exactly. So if here we we're are.
0: Episode. It's gonna be the kind of thing we want to listen to. So
1: yeah. Okay. Which so is today. With his, yeah exactly. Which is today. So let's figure it out. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go first as tradition.
0: <laughs> as is tradition. <laughs> All right, let me. So everyone can turn off the episode when you're done talking yeah, about Yeah, right. <laughs> before Chase gets on, click.
1: <laughs> or they're like, all right, she's going to be on about 30. Let's skip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. So, my story for today is of the Indiana State University. So, that is a university, obviously, in the United States. I know sometimes breaking it down is weird, but we have people from outside the country listening in. So, anyway.
0: I mean, college is scary.
1: It it is scary. So, already there. Finals, terrifying. But, yeah. I was thinking more (laughs)
0: tuition costs. Oh, right.
1: I forgot about that, too. You don't have to think about that until you're incredibly dead at the end. So, that's fine. (laughs) Um, So, my story actually came from this kind of page a day calendar that I purchased recently. It's called... (laughs) That you saw... And I really wanted.
0: All right. So quick story time. Oh, Lord. There's these catalogs that, you know, if you're lucky, they'll come to your house and they're called bargain books, where it's like surplus books and they're sold really, really cheap.
1: I'm sure you can just request that they... Deliver. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: sure you can. You can and you can find... <laughs> it's not a luck of the draw. You, you can find the website as well, but yeah. it's something my dad always did is he would go through these and buy us... Uh, crazy books that we didn't even know existed. And I decided it was my time to go through the <laughs> catalog. And I found this horror story a day calendar thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is perfect for us. And it is it's already paid itself off because it was like $5. And <laughs> the first story since you got it is from it. So.
1: Yeah, so it, this is it's called A Year of a Ghost Stories. Um, if you're interested in purchasing this yourself, it's by the company Working Publishing. There's They're also on Amazon. So you can just like look it up there. Yeah, sure. But anyway, so also have a true crime one. So if you're more into that, mm. I'm actually thinking about doing that next year. But I'm we'll embarrassed see.
0: to say, I've been getting more into true crime just because of my research <laughs> on this show. Because I'm realizing some stuff. I'm like, ooh, I like this. It's yeah. not horror though.
1: No, so. I love true crime. Yeah.
0: So anyway. Yeah, but you you do the true crime stuff that it, that's icky.
1: Well, I do it all. So I don't like the icky here we stuff. are. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's where my story came from, and specifically, this was the story that showed up on January 12th, and it was called Barf and Barb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Barf and Barb, huh? Yep,
1: Barf and Barb is what the Indiana State University students call her. Nice. So, Yeah, and throughout the research, I also found that there are other stories on campus, so she's not the only one, but that is what got me into it. Can so, I take a
0: guess? Yes, just judging by the name and saying university, I'm assuming she haunts the sororities.
1: Ooh, good guess, but not quite there.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Okay.
1: On the fourth floor of Burford. <laughs> Burf-
0: <laughs> third floor of Barfafaf.
1: Oh my God, I can't say this word. Burford? Buford? Well, no, because there's an R. B U Mm, D.
0: Mmm, that is hard. My get it's Burford? a guest is Buford? Burford. Burford? <laughs> Burford. Man, it sounds like I have a speech impediment when I'm like Burford.
1: Burford.
0: <laughs> going down to Burford.
1: Okay. Okay, let me try that again. On the 4th floor of Burford Hall, I think that's how you say it. It's said that a barfing ghost haunts the bathrooms. And this is her story. Barb was a freshman who attended the university. During her time there, she lived at Burford Hall which is to this day is a dorm that mostly houses freshmen. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that's how it always has been too.
0: Always the worst dorms are the freshmen dorms.
1: It totally is. Now looking at pictures of the dorm, it does look like it's been updated since Barb's time, and uh, but there isn't anything spectacular about it. It's your basic dorm, like any other one that you see, you know, you share a room, each, each dorm room has its own bathroom, blah, sure, blah, blah. Sure. Now back in Barb's time, Though students used to have a communal bathroom on each floor. So now it's different. Even the architecture. Does oh, that make okay. sense? So, okay. yeah. Anyway, uh, one night when she went out with her friends to a party where she had lots and lots of alcohol, <laughs> at one point in the night, she managed to stumble her way back to the dorm rooms, but only made it as far as the bathrooms. Witnesses commented that they did hear someone getting sick that night, but ignored it and went about their business because, well, this would have been the first time they yeah, heard yeah. someone barf in the bathroom. Now, what wasn't common is that they did not expect, when walking into the bathroom that morning, they would find someone dead by the toilet.
0: Oh. Barb had
1: died of alcohol poisoning.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, it's super
1: messed up. And so, ever since that year, students assigned to that floor have reported following hauntings. Toilets flushing on their own, Vomiting sounds in the bathroom all the way down the hall because they're so loud. Screaming and then agonizing moans along with it. And then hearing an evil laugh, which I'm like, is that still Barf and Barb or you guys got another ghost in there? Because I don't understand the, the, uh, the association there. This one's weird finding your dorm room door unlocked in the morning. <laughs> And then also, she will turn off your alarm clocks. That one seems like a bit of a, (laughs) like, oh, just barf and barf. That's why I was late to class.
0: All right, so I want you to go through them all one at a time, and I'm going to tell you my theories. On which, what do you mean? (laughs) So start with every single type of haunting, and I'll tell you what I think.
1: Okay, toilets flushing on their own.
0: Automatic toilets do that all the time.
1: Well. I'm not worried about that No, no, no. So now each dorm room has their own bathroom. The communal bathrooms are gone.
0: Oh, okay. But people okay, are still I hearing understand. these
1: sounds coming from the hallway.
0: Okay. Okay. So like individual bathrooms and so. Okay. So yeah, that yeah, one yeah. is weird. All right. Next one.
1: Okay. Vomiting sounds in where the bathroom would have been or down the hall. Now, I guess there could be vomiting I was people say, all the time. I but bet
0: there's a lot of vomiting students, but you just said they're in their own rooms now with their own bathroom. So, okay. That's weird.
1: Yeah. Screaming. I mean.
0: That's never good to hear in a dorm. <laughs> it never is. All
1: um agonizing moans
0: yeah, if you if you see at least one door with a sock on the doorknob you're, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one yeah
1: yeah hearing an evil laugh
0: yeah that one's weird
1: that one's weird now finding your dorm room unlocked
0: that one I'm not eh. I was an idiot when I was in college and I would forget to lock things it just happens that one doesn't weird me out
1: see that would have weird me out because I never forget to lock a door turning off alarm clocks
0: Oh, well, you know. I think
1: we all just forget to be that. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a good excuse to go to your uh, professor and be like, I'm sorry I'm late for the test. Barfing.
1: Barb. Barfing
0: Barb. Turned off my alarm clock. <laughs> Pitch. Uh,
1: so the time of the day that this will usually occur, well, not day, I should say it usually happens at night. Sometimes in the evening it'll start up, but if it was going to happen, it's usually like in the middle of the night. Now, some people say that it could be like a replay of the actual incident, you know, like those residual oh, hauntings. Yeah, yeah. But it does seem like Barb is aware of her surroundings because of the accounts that I was able to find of personal stories. So really? let me let me tell you some of those. Now, I was able to look into the University Folklore Archives, and this one was told by a resident assistant in 1992. They said, I had an encounter with Burford Ghost... One night about 2 30 to 3 a.m. It was on a Friday night. I was in my room doing some homework and I went to the restroom. I heard someone, sounded like throwing up in the restroom. As I was walking to the restroom, when I opened the door, I did not hear anything at all. I went ahead and went to the bathroom and was getting ready to head out and close the door. As I was opening the door, I heard the throwing up again. So I shut the door and went to get a drink. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm out. Uh, I went back to see if anyone needed help or if everything was cool. I looked underneath the stall and I did not see any feet there. It seemed really weird, so I proceeded to go back to my room. As I got outside, I heard the barfing again. I never saw anyone in the bathroom. So that's just kind of like your standard haunting with her. Absolutely. Now, this one is another one from the Indiana State University archives, and this one's from 1969. Now, I was paraphrasing this one because it was quite long. So the story mentions that there was a ghost that fall on the fourth floor. The ghost activity was unpredictable, but it was most common at night when everyone was asleep. After enough girls swore they heard the ghost, more and more would try to stay awake. So it kind of became a thing for
0: them. Oh, yeah, to try to detect it.
1: Oh, yeah. Some girls would be too scared and actually push their furniture against the door. <laughs> <laughs> when they would wake up, their doors would be unlocked. So that's where that came from, from 1969.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the so I can see in that specific situation when they were obviously trying to keep something out, they would have been adamant about having it locked. So and then I don't, finding it unlocked would have been a very, that very That would have been very
1: thing. alarming. And also, I don't know if in 1969 they would have had like those automatic doors because I've been to the dorms before. And when you close the door, they lock behind you mm-hmm. automatically. So this would have been more creepy and more likely to mm-hmm. occur. The girls on the fourth floor commented that the ghosts typically did three things in sequence. One... Let out a hideous laugh. Two, vomit in the bathroom. And then three, hearing the flushing sounds. So that's the pattern that the girls were, that were staying awake to find out who this person was. Yeah. Would do this always in threes. So that was interesting.
0: Oh, and things in threes. It's a common ghost thing.
1: Common, common ghost thing.
0: Now the question is when they're throwing up, do they throw up three times?
1: Ooh. <laughs> Demonic vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
0: so if they laughed three times threw up three times and then what was the last one again remind me the last thing they did oh they laughed they vomited and then they they flushed flushed. so if they flushed three times laughed three times vomited three times doesn't that make it six, six, six?
1: Ooh.
0: Mm. yeah i've been watching a lot of movies
1: (laughs) yeah we're we're just trying to find the meaning behind barfing
0: i'm just trying to prove to people that i can do simple math
1: yeah oh perfect (laughs) (laughs) um so the that's the story for barf and barb now these are the other stories i was able to find that is also haunting the university
0: oh so barf and barb isn't the only story so
1: barf and barb was just like my gateway so i didn't even know i thought i was just going to do a story on her and and i was hoping it was going to be long enough but it turns out it didn't matter because (laughs) indiana state university is super haunted
0: Man, lucky for that school to have so many things, because most colleges would be fortunate just to have barf and barf, so...
1: <laughs> they would have just been grateful for the <laughs>
0: like, barf and barf. We, we, we got the barf and barf. It's like,
1: oh, that's you. <laughs> oh, that's you.
0: <laughs> I was wondering where she was. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why are you... I love when your accents have...
0: <laughs> are terrible yeah. and come out of nowhere.
1: Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, the next story is the old lady Burford...
0: Isn't that the same as the
1: No, no, no That, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, this is also in that hall oh, Okay. on the building. So Barfin Bar was only on the fourth floor. This one, she seems to be like all over, all the, place. over the place. Yeah. So this ghost is of Charlotte Burford, which is who the building is named after. Charlotte was a dean of the female students for 44 years and had a reputation of being incredibly strict and had zero tolerance for any shenanigans.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was so dedicated to her work and to keep these young ladies in check that she is still roaming the halls, even after death.
0: Well, she did a terrible job with barf and barb. <laughs> Yeah,
1: she's like, damn it.
0: So She just sucks at her job.
1: Yeah, well, she was, uh, she was out that day. <laughs> Whenever out cold. How <laughs> <out> cold. <laughs> she was also at that party. Um, Whenever a student gets a glimpse of old lady Burford, she will always have a stern look on her face, always disapproving, especially these days because Burford Hall is now co-ed.
0: Mm. I can
1: only imagine what she thinks about that, but whatever.
0: Sounds sexy. So,
1: <laughs> now we know where those agonizing moans come from. So also, there's a portrait of Charlotte hanging in Burford Hall, and many students agree that passing by the picture gives them goosebumps. So even claim to have seen her eyes move and follow them when they walk by. So there's like this whole like thing about it, and they get really creeped out by the picture. So that's her, that's old lady Burford. Now here is, (laughs) this is just like a really fun one, but I kinda, I had to to include it. (laughs) So there is a legend that there is a statue on campus now the idea is if a virgin graduates from isu then the statue will raise her arms in the air in triumph i'm just gonna say that the statue has never moved
0: So we're still waiting. <laughs> that sounds like a really messed up thing that like some punk frat guy came I up know. with where he's like he's like of course you need to have sex because no virgins graduate from here because there's this legend that this will raise its hands never done it. Do
1: you really want a statue to come to life? Do you
0: want to be the first person, the first virgin?
1: <laughs> well, I don't think the statue points at the virgin. It's just kind of <laughs> Raises her arms.
0: She's like, raised the room. She's like, yeah! <laughs> finally. We finally got one out.
1: <laughs> oh oh my This God.
0: says a lot about the sad state of affairs yeah. of college education.
1: <laughs> I just love that one. Okay, so here's another one. So on the twelfth floor, and this is on Cromwell Hall, a totally different building, in uh, somewhere in the nineteen ni- mid nineteen nineties, room twelve twenty one to be exact. A student was pushed out the window and died the mm. circumstances I was not able to find sure but it does seem like this actually did occur Okay. Uh, now soon after the incident a cross appeared on the building on the side of the building mm. when an administrators noticed the cross they asked their maintenance workers to remove it which they did the next day but then people noticed it returned it's still there
0: wait it's still there
1: yeah so i i I went to look at pictures and i'm like okay maybe i'll find it maybe it's something that is gone now whatever but no so when i looked it up it is located underneath a window on the 12th floor so it's presumed that's the window that he fell out of. how big is
0: this cross
1: it's not that big i mean maybe it's as wide as like the small window that's that's underneath it it's only like
0: a couple feet Maybe. By I was I was picturing something that was like two okay. stories tall. And no, I was like, no. I was like, man, they, they're going to get rid of that.
1: No. So it, to me, it looked like it was kind of etched on the brick. Oh, okay. Or it's like white spray paint that has since faded a little bit. But yeah, so to this day, the room is kept empty. Uh, but people still claim to hear banging sounds coming out of there and lights flickering in the room. There have also been students who say that they see a shadowy figure standing in front of the window. Confused, they assume that it's now being occupied, but they would always later find out that there's still no one there. That's the crazy room. That's the crazy room. Now, also on the 12th floor, students will also say that they hear footsteps behind them when they're alone walking down the hall. That one's creepy because that's how the student, I imagine, fell out of the window someone walking behind him and then being pushed so i don't know if he's like kind of trying to scare you and be like i'm gonna push you too you know know. how it
0: feels now bro
1: yeah now in Dreiser hall hmm i don't know how to say that Dreiser hall which is a theater building is haunted by a former theater student who the students today call karen (laughs) now i think it was kind kind of of supposed to be like rude about that yeah Now, Karen currently haunts the theater because she was never able to graduate. Um, One article mentioned that she had tragically died in a car accident just before she was about to graduate. I guess it's just one of those unfinished business situations, but I'm not sure. Uh, It could be that Karen loved theater so much that she refused to leave even in the afterlife, which is another theory. She just just loved it there. Now, here are the hauntings that people experience in the theater. Lights will flicker whenever she's bored. Uh, Karen likes to flick her lights on opening nights just before the performance. Mm. When current theater students are working in the lighting booth, Karen will sometimes be felt hovering over and subtly making corrections during rehearsal and performances. And they'll feel like her cold her coldness on them. Interesting. Yeah. Aside from students, other people who work at the building have also felt uneasy. They would hear footsteps going up and down the stairs. They would also hear knocking on the door. And when they go investigate, of course there would be no one there. Now there is a new theater building who that's been since built and now it's the main one. So current students have to deal with their hauntings less and less every year. But people still use that other one. You know, for I don't know if it's just like for smaller plays or whatever. Yeah, totally. But it's not as common. But people still feel her there. So it's not I don't know if it's because it's old and, and whatnot, but
0: That's crazy. I don't
1: know. Yeah.
0: So I almost think like maybe you'll have a director of a play he'll go and he'll flicker the lights real quick because it's like it's good luck it's an omen we have to do it oh, well
1: now we have to do it yeah i wonder well because like a lot of people get really superstitious you know with sports and oh yeah and and theater
0: and whatnot thespians are infamously superstitious mm-hmm.
1: so here's another one and this is actually my last one for the university if this is kind of a really fun one as well in 1888 there was a massive fire on campus that destroyed the original massive icu building I believe it might have been the only building at the time as well. That wasn't the fun part, but it, <laughs> <laughs> what it's referring to is that today there is a plaque on campus that commemorates the reconstruction of the school. When you look at the plaque, you see there's a grammatical error. The idea is if you're able to find the error and you touch it with your hand, then you gain the energy and support from past ISU alum to help you pass your next exam. In one article, I read someone describe it as, Quote, by the law of contagious magic, end quote, which is now how I'm going to refer to like anything like that in the future.
0: The law of contagious magic? Yeah. (laughs) I have a feeling if you have a bunch of students touching that thing every single day, there's a different kind of contagious you're going to deal with. Like you use one student with the flu to just like go there and (laughs) rub it for good luck and then you have like 20 students with the flu.
1: Look, just carry on some Purell. You're fine. All right. (laughs) But yeah, so their grammatical error, in case anyone's curious, is it the it's. It has an apostrophe when it shouldn't have an apostrophe.
0: Oh yeah because it's not it is.
1: Yeah exactly. Now I did find some personal stories on people who used to go to ISU and hear some of them. This one's from unknown unfortunately there's no name. they said
0: <laughs> I, I believe everywhere <laughs> I believe
1: it. I live in Burford Hall as a freshman in 1994 through 95 and I worked at a pizza hut in the Hulnan Memorial Student Union. Which closed at midnight. One night after closing and arriving back to the hall around 1 a.m., I went to the bathroom to wash my face and brush my teeth before bed. After a moment, I heard a woman vomiting and crying. I stopped and called out, are you okay? No answer. I went over by the stalls and pushed each door open, looking in, and no one else was in the bathroom. I left. (laughs) (laughs) So that's them. This one's uh, J-E, initials only here. I attended Indiana State from 2007 to 2012. I live in Bloomberg Hall, which is next to Cromwell. I remember the cross on the side of the building and even facilities and ground crew trying to remove it, and it would always return.
0: That's so crazy.
1: Yeah. I had several friends who lived in Burford who would hear the girl in the bathroom. It would really freak out the students who lived on that floor. So that's another. Now, this one is from TT. That's another initial. I went to State 2004-2009. to I lived in Bloomberg as well, freshman year anyway. I heard a story of a freshman girl who committed suicide because she found out she was pregnant. You can hear the sounds of a baby crying late at night on the 7th floor, which is now a common area. And random phones ringing. Also the cross on the side of the Cromwell and has been there for years. I doubt it'll go anywhere. So I didn't get anything else from the woman. I think that might be just another, like, lore or something on campus. Yeah. But I I wasn't really able to find anything else aside from that. So I mean, they have enough
0: ghost stories.
1: They have enough, so I don't know if that was a popular one. So this one's from Kaylee. She says, the Quad and Jones Hall are super haunted. I currently attend ISU and going into my junior year. Jones is haunted by a spirit, Michael, who died from elevator hopping, drunk, is that a thing? What is that? I have
0: no idea. Okay,
1: I was like, am I missing out? Anyway. I don't think you are. If no, if I'm not. Death
0: is a common result. <laughs> no,
1: just say, like, how do I, what's happening here? She just said it so casually, you know, like elevator hopping.
0: She is said that, Is that when people jump when an elevator's going down? Because elevators but wh- are designed to be safe enough that that won't be a problem.
1: I don't know. Maybe. She says, honestly, during my stay in the dorm freshman year, I was freaked out because I heard knocking on my door when no one was there. And I would always hear footsteps on the top of the elevators when I was alone. It was creepy, but let's not forget the quads. At the quads my sophomore year, I heard laughter and footsteps that weren't there when I was alone. I moved out of the quads midway because it was so bad that I felt someone touching my feet and pulling my blankets off. Never had anything experienced like that. So it just seems like there's a lot of different ghostly things happening now i don't know if any stories are associated with the ones that they're trying to tell Mm -hmm. but at the very least what we do know is that the university is haunted and there are everyone's spooked and everyone's really yeah like they're kind of like on edge with all these stories and i don't know i find it very interesting now there is a ghost walk that you can take i forgot to look up if that is public or just for students I'm not sure, but I was able to see some videos of people. Like, unless
0: they're checking student IDs, you know, we can go there as long as we don't look like fifty.
1: Right. <laughs> like they can
0: be here probably. They're like we need to see your ID, uh,
1: so. Yeah, I don't know if who it's available for, but they there was some videos, and that's how I was able to see like the the cross on the side and some of the other sites. I saw the plaque. I saw. The statue that is supposed to raise its hands, things like that. So I don't know. I thought it was Did pretty cool. Did it look
0: cool. like she was ready to raise the roof?
1: Nah, she looked pretty bored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing but a bunch of slaps around me. <laughs> I
1: know, it's like I'm never gonna move. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. So that's my story for today. I hope you liked it.
0: Nice. I feel like maybe I picked the wrong university to go to. <laughs> Because I don't think UNM's is haunted. I mean, the only thing we're haunted by is that like mostly naked, creepy guy with leather skin who walks around all the time. But he's he's alive, I think. Yeah, he's just dead inside.
1: That weird, <laughs> is he though? <laughs> he looks like he's living life his own way. Uh, yeah, I know. I think U N M might be haunted. I don't know
0: oh okay so I do remember people talking about so there's these tunnels all under UNM
1: oh that's right and
0: I've seen them and I've been able to like step into the tunnels before because they were doing maintenance and one of the access points is at the center of the universe statue
1: well that's every time I walk through that I would be able to see it through the crate like through the grates I mean I don't
0: think that actually act, uh, goes down into the tunnels there's a tunnel access about like 10 feet to the southeast
1: oh okay of
0: there that that it's got a ladder and it goes why were down why you into, down there? Oh, well, uh, me and three guys, like, we, they, they were doing maintenance and there were no maintenance guys, so we oh decided to just God. crawl down the ladder <laughs> and take a look, and then we ran back up because we don't want to get in trouble. We were all scaredy cats. And also ghosts. But the tunnels look pretty massive. All, you see all these pipes and conduits, and they're well lit. They're not dark. They're, oh. they're well lit. They're just concrete squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a nice story. I liked it.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. It's I'm... always a good
0: day when you hear about a barfing ghost that haunts a dormitory.
1: <laughs> the freshman, no less.
0: Uh, uh, Puke tear. So good. Uh, college. <laughs> All right. So I need a refreshment. And yes. so let's take a quick break. And I got a story for you when we come back.
1: Woohoo. Okay. So we're back. I have my coffee still that I'm still working on. And you have a story.
0: So I actually only had one story, but, you know, hot off the presses, I have a second story for you as well. It's a short one, but it is really quite cool. So this last week, my uh, brother and his wife and kid were in town. So I was hanging out with him. And his wife told me a scary story mm. that I really enjoyed. So when she was young, and uh, when she was a kid, uh, living at her parents house, she lived in a place called Singer's Glen, Virginia, which is apparently a super haunted place. So I'm going to be doing more research into this town area, see if I can get more stories. But All right. she was living there at the time. And so she would normally leave her bedroom door open a crack at night so that the cats could come and go like cats would like to sleep on the bed with her and everything like that. Sure. And she kept waking up and the door would be closed in the morning. She's like, I have no idea what's happening here. Why is this happening? Probably
1: the cats or something.
0: Well, Or something. She, she didn't really know. Well, many, many years later, when they had both grown up and moved out of the house, Her brother told her a story that explained what was happening to the door. Oh, Lord. Apparently, when her brother, who was older than her, woke up one night to go to the bathroom, he was walking down the hall. And as he was getting close to her bedroom, he saw a what I can only assume was a ghost, a giant woman all in white standing in the hallway. And then this ghost or white lady looked at him, and then put her finger to her lips as if to say, shh, and then she closed the door.
1: What the (laughs) fuck?
0: And he apparently was so terrified, like, he, you know, he, like, ran back to his room or something. I might be getting some of the details of the story wrong, because when I heard this story, there was a lot going on. Uh, And then eventually later that night, he went, he finally, you know, was able to make it to the bathroom and, Mm -hmm. and go and everything, but he never told her what had happened because he knew she was still going to be living in the house for a long time, didn't want to scare her. Right. So he waited until they were both old and not living at the house anymore. But
1: oh, apparently, no. a
0: ghost had been closing her door.
1: That is so weird. Yeah,
0: and I don't know anything about her brother because I've only met her. And mm-hmm. I've, I've met a few members of her family, but her, she's the only one I've actually had conversations with. So I don't know if he's the type of person to lie about this. And the story being told did not imply to me that this could have been.
1: I don't think so. A
0: jest or a jape.
1: I mean, seeing as how she knows her brother pretty well, she probably would have mentioned been like, but I don't know, he's he's kind of a jokester. But she didn't say anything like that. She said it like she believed him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: And then she went on to talk about how creepy the area she lived in was, like (laughs) all these abandoned like shacks and sheds just walking distance from her house and and i looked a little bit at the map view of where she used to live and it seems like a pretty interesting area right next to a big old cemetery oh, which always course. bodes well with these kinds of stories we'll
1: see now we just got ghosts drifting in our house from the cemetery, is what i'm right. thinking
0: <laughs> so i'm gonna research this area a little bit more but i thought that was cool so yeah i, I just had to throw that little tidbit of a story
1: in no cause... i love it
0: all right so Today's story I have is actually inspired by a Reddit post.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And
0: it got forwarded to us from one of our friends. And for the life of me, I can't remember who it was.
1: Oh, no. Uh...
0: I think it was either Lisa or Sean, I don't remember, or okay. someone else, but it got forwarded to us. I apologize. <laughs> I remember I meant to do credit and I totally forgot. So we, someone sent us this post, which is great. So when I saw the post, I immediately bookmarked it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this story at a later date. And that date is today. <laughs> so get ready for another installment of Burke Booze.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: So a creepy post back in January of 2022 popped up on the Albuquerque subreddit. It was from a user named E. Worden. I mean, it's a username, so I don't know. I don't even care if I'm pronouncing it right. E. Worden. And it was titled Marriott on Louisiana Boulevard.
1: Ooh, nice.
0: In the post, they asked, quote, anyone have any unusual stories from this place? I don't want to say too much, but I stayed there a couple of days ago, and I'm still dealing with what I saw in the hallway on the 16th floor. I don't believe in ghosts, but I have (laughs) no other explanation, end quote.
1: Oh, my God. Now,
0: as soon as I read this, I got chills because I know exactly what happened at that hotel back in the day. I don't
1: even know what happened.
0: As an Albuquerque native, I can tell you that this was a huge story back when i was in high school and you were in high school because we're like about the same age yeah and so this would happen when you were here in albuquerque you'd already moved to albuquerque you know i was oblivious
1: to things probably back then who knows
0: yeah so it was a horrible tragedy that occurred over 20 years ago at the marriott hotel along interstate 40 in louisiana the massive hotel has been a landmark along the albuquerque section of highway for many decades And just before New Year's, Justin Brandon, Melanie Frank, and her two children, Malachi and Micah, had checked into the hotel. A few days later, on January 3rd, 2001, at around 2 p.m. in the afternoon, guests heard a series of gunshots coming from the 17th floor of the hotel. The SWAT team arrived and scoured the entire 411-room hotel, asking guests to stay in their room and keep the doors locked.
1: Oh, man. This is on the 17th floor, you said?
0: Oh, yeah, 17th oh, floor. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, like, connect it with the guy who said, no. he said a 16th floor, but, I mean, still. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: What the SWAT members found was horrifying. Melanie and both children had all been murdered. They were only five years old and 17 <gasps> months old.
1: No. Oh, no. Some initial
0: reports suggested it was a boy and a girl, but later reports said both boys. Okay. However, Justin was nowhere to be found. Later that evening, police received a tip from a limousine company about a suspicious client they were giving a ride to. After murdering his family, Justin requested a limousine to take him to the Cities of Gold Casino, what? which is located in Pewaukee. So, for those oh, yeah. of you not familiar with New Mexico geography, that's a 79-mile journey from Albuquerque, or 127 kilometers for all our metric friends. That's a huge journey. So, he killed his family, got into a limo, and said, take me 79 miles north of here. Although it wasn't mentioned in the article, so weird. I assume what tipped off the limo driver was that Justin was wearing the clothes that he killed his family <laughs> with, and was likely covered in blood.
1: Oh, Oh, so okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: So apparently, Justin, before he murdered his family, had broken into his grandmother's house, which was located in Albuquerque, and stole nearly $10,000, explaining where he acquired the money for Uh, this expensive limo ride and what he's probably going to do at the casino. Jesus. Thanks to the tip, police apprehended Justin as it arrived at the casino. Justin pled guilty and was sentenced to 96 years in prison. Good. I couldn't find information as to whether he was still alive or in prison or anything like that. Because usually you have, you can do inmate lookups and everything. But believe it or not, the inmate lookups were down at the time. So I couldn't. Oh, no. I was trying to see if this guy was still there, if he had died in prison. You know, all the things he deserves. Sure. But anyway, as you can assume, whenever we have a horrible tragedy like this, one of such a horrifying nature the potential for paranormal activity often jumps an exponential amount. So is the Marriott Hotel haunted? As a local, I can assure you that it definitely has the reputation of being haunted. Right. But let's go back to the Reddit post that sparked this whole story. As a quick recap, user Ewarden asked if anyone had any stories about this hotel because something strange had happened. One user replied that when they were in high school, they had a DECA competition at the hotel, they were told explicitly not to go to the seventeenth floor.
1: Really, and I
0: know, right? Because you know how teens I'm are going to be. Like, you got to, you got to ring them in. What you
1: gotta, are you going to do when you, if you tell a teenager not to do something, literally going to do the opposite? That,
0: that's pretty much them saying you need to go to the seventeenth yeah. floor and not sleep tonight.
1: I mean, you don't even have to be a teenager. You tell me not to do something, and I'm going to
0: do it harder. So, I mean, you you called it. They (laughs) decided to go up there and adventure down the hallways looking for ghosts. Now, they didn't find anything while they were looking around the hallways, but when they got back to the elevators to go, the elevator doors got stuck. (gasps) And they couldn't leave the 17th floor like they wanted to for a while. And apparently, this terrified them.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Now, another Redditor commented on that. And said they were also at a DECA competition in high school. And they also went to the 17th floor. But they were too scared to even leave the elevator once they got to the 17th floor. Oh, so they got there.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So here's some other comments from the thread. Uh, One guy said, or one person said, I delivered Chinese food there once. That place feels like it doesn't want you there. Never saw anything, though. Not eager to return either.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what shocked me the most about this? Where the hell did they find Chinese delivery, like, back in the day, before DoorDash?
1: Huh, that's fair. Maybe there was, like, a restaurant at some point that was doing it, and then unfortunately didn't survive or something. Because I could
0: totally go for Chinese delivery from a place that tastes good. I just, pre-Doordash, that didn't exist. Yeah. Another user who claims to have stayed there 17 years prior mentioned, Yep, I always heard stories of ghosts at this hotel. I stayed as a young teenager and felt really bad vibes the entire time. So creepy. But not all of the people's comments are doom and gloom. One user claimed, we stayed there one night last year. Didn't see anything unusual. So, you know, some people <laughs> are guess... either not sensitive to it or they were in a good part of the hotel.
1: Yeah, they could have been like on the second floor. That would have been far enough for maybe anything
0: creepy. I, I don't know. You've got like a, a wave of a layer.
1: Yeah, it starts like diminishing.
0: <laughs> but what actually happened to E. Worden, prompting them to actually post this question? Well, after other users questioned him, it finally all came out. E. Wharton replied, <laughs> quote, I'm about to lose my mind over this. I think those kids are still there. As I was walking down to the end of the hall, I had a weird feeling and looked back and saw two little figures down at the other end of the hall. I turned back to get another look, and they disappeared, end quote.
1: Oh, no. Now, this
0: story gives me mixed feelings. If E. Wharton isn't just lying, then seeing something like that would indeed be quite scary but there's just something a bit to the shining about I that was story gonna say, yeah and when you also think one of them was supposed to be 17 months old not necessarily going to be just standing there in the hallway.
1: Oh yeah I, seven that's like a year and change eh. year and a half i don't know when do kids start standing up <laughs> yeah you can that, how... tell
0: we're not parents because <laughs> they're like they, they start talking at 14 right
1: yeah right i don't know uh no no no, i think they can that sounds right
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the fact that E. Worden didn't mention what they saw in the initial post prompts me to think that maybe they had a bad vibes in the hotel and just wanted to know more. And once someone posted the original news story on this, they fabricated this in order to legitimize their claim. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely believe this person felt an uneasiness or discomfort while at the hotel. What I'm not buying, per se, is... Is his additional details. The reason I think this hotel could be haunted isn't just the horrible nature of the tragedy that occurred there, either. It's actually because I've been to this hotel.
1: Oh, why?
0: Probably close to 10 years ago, a friend of ours was throwing a New Year's Eve party. Oh,
1: that's right. We were there. We've both been there. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. So uh,
0: a friend of ours was throwing a New Year's Eve gathering and felt that he really wanted to do it in a hotel room. It's the sort of thing you think is cool when you're in your 20s, but by your 30s, you realize how douchey it is because of all the other people who paid good money to have a place to sleep. And your party and making right. it really loud. Because yeah. we've done it. We've we've thrown a party in a hotel room before. We've done it a few times. And it was in a blast. 20s. But when you reach thirty you're like, we shouldn't have done that.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for that karma to come back to us. And I
0: <laughs> I even wrote in this, I said, I won't defend it. We've been a part of a few of those and I'm sure it'll get revisited on us karma style <laughs> there you go on a night we really need to rest and some youths decide to have a bash next door you we're see. gonna we're gonna eat that Oh yeah so but anyway when I arrived at the when we arrived at the hotel I remember actively contemplating that this was the first time I was ever going to enter this hotel that was so near where I grew up my entire life. as soon as I entered the hotel I felt uncomfortable. It was very unwelcoming. It had a very unwelcoming atmosphere. Could it have been that the dim lighting and decor choices didn't agree with what I wanted in a hotel? Mm. Sure. But could it have also been that I already knew about the murders that had taken place over a decade previously? Also possible. <laughs> but I will defend myself by saying that at this point, I wasn't enveloped into horror and paranormal stuff. You hadn't you hadn't ruined my brain yet. Sure. Probably. Not so yet. I was a stir I was sternly in the ghost don't exist state of mind at that time I was like none of this stuff exists blah 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 poo so I wasn't thinking the place <laughs> was gonna be ho- uh, haunted but when I walked to this hotel I was like this place is creepy and depressing and I hated it
1: that is so wild because I do remember for whatever reason I remember being in the in the room like you know I remember conversations who was there mm-hmm. etc. But I never felt uneasy either. I also didn't know the story, or rather that there was a murder in that Marriott not too long before. It, when we yeah, were there. that was
0: about, it's, it was about 20 years ago, the murder, and this New Year's was about 10 years ago. So yeah, it was about half the time ago between us. It was only about 10 years after. It, yeah.
1: yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. So, but after meeting up with some friends in the lobby bar, which was located at the ground floor, we ventured upstairs to the party. And I don't think we were 17 floors up, but we were quite high. It wouldn't surprise me if we were near the 17th floor, judging by what I remember. We
1: were really uh, high up. the view
0: from the window. Yeah, yeah, we were really high up. As for the party itself, just imagine a room full of 20-something ne'er-do-wells with a bathtub full of ice and beer partying the night away. <laughs> One person started up a hookah and the music was blaring. Two things that should not be happening in a hotel yeah. room. But was. But it was we
1: did it anyway. bad
0: decisions. If
1: there was a ghost, they would have had to have been quite loud right? to
0: intervene. To, to affect us. Yeah. Now, you wouldn't think in that particular situation it would be easy to stop thinking about ghosts or creepy hallways, but I didn't stop thinking about that. The entire time I was there, I was feeling uneasy and I felt like oppressed. Like I just didn't like being there. Really? It was very uncomfortable. All right. I actually am quite fond of hotel rooms in general. I like the feeling of hotel specific carpets and tailor-made <laughs> structures yeah
1: no, I, I totally get it. I, I do too I I even yeah. love the way
0: AC units that are just for your hotel sound. I actually am very comfortable. Well, it's like in that a clean white noise
1: room. yeah there's
0: just something about them so I being in hotel rooms I find very pleasant. It's one of the reasons why if the price is the same between a Airbnb and a hotel, I usually opt for the hotel just because I really like the environment. Well, it's
1: easier to uh, just to do a hotel uh, in general, yeah.
0: And so the whole thing I'm trying to point out is I'm a bit of a hotel junkie, so that's kind of my natural comfort environment. And so for me to not feel comfortable is notable. There's very few Especially, hotels I have comfortable
1: Especially, like you said, it was before you really started – to really hear a lot of the ghost stories that I've been sharing with you in the past and and ruining you with like horror movies and things like that. So I don't know if it's anything have to do with whatever. But the fact that you felt something before any of like still skeptic you were, you know what I'm saying? Like that's pretty significant. I was in my getting opinion. bad
0: vibes. Like sometimes you just got this feeling like something bad's going to happen is what I got. I wasn't thinking, oh, there's a ghost here. But I was like. I had that feeling. Well, you know, often sometimes times, when you're driving and you just choose not to take one route because you're like, I have a bad feeling. It was yeah. kind of like that feeling, as well. Yeah, I
1: had. it could have been very similar though, because maybe since you weren't in tune with it possibly being a ghost, you just interpret it as being like a bad feeling, like something going to happen, instead of someone being there that has a negative energy, which is kind of like similar, in my well, opinion.
0: And so right now, I'm kind of reevaluating that whole thing mm. because I have a slightly different perspective of it now. Yeah. So normally I'm very comfortable in hotel rooms, but not here. I (laughs) wanted to leave and we did.
1: I kind of want to stay there again just to see. I don't know. We won't request the 16th floor if you don't want to, obviously. And that might be weird to do. I don't know. Maybe we can take some friends, not party style, but just investigative style.
0: (laughs) That's an expensive investigation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's an expensive investigation, but I think it might be worth it.
0: So we already had multiple plans for the night, and I knew I wa- we weren't going to be staying at the hotel till midnight, but we did leave much earlier than we had originally planned. We figured we were going to be there a couple hours and drink and party. Yeah, yeah. But I think we were only there like 15 or 20 minutes. It was a very short amount of time. And really? I
1: thought we were there for at least, I don't know, an hour?
0: Maybe. I, it's so hard I, to remember. I really, it was a long time ago. I
1: really think we were there at least an hour. But I
0: remember it was a very quick visit. Yeah. We kind of went in and we said, hi. I don't even think I finished my drink before we left. Hmm. And we, we were saying, oh, we have somewhere else that we have to be and everything. But I remember very specifically saying, I just, I have a bad feeling. And part of it was everyone's throwing a giant party right here. I was worried that, you know, security would get called and all this stuff. So I'm sure that contributed to it. And I was like, I just want to get out of here before things go bad. And they never did.
1: Right. I was just along for the ride, I guess. Yeah. I was like, whatever, we can leave if you want. Yeah. And
0: as far as I know, nothing bad happened that night. I don't think,
1: the, I don't think, everything yeah. Everything
0: kind of went fine. And that might have actually been the last time I saw a lot of those friends because, you know, People drifting move, away and things yeah. like that. As for the exact room that the murders took place, I highly doubt it is still rented out. Usually when hotels have a large number of rooms, and this one had over 400, it's common for them to stop renting out rooms with nefarious histories to them. I imagine this hotel is rarely at capacity, so missing one room isn't a problem. And oftentimes those rooms are used for other purposes. Sometimes they're turned into offices. Sometimes employees use them as rooms to sleep in between shifts. Right. So, normally at the end is when I ask you, would you ever stay at the hotel? And you already <laughs> answered that. You're like, we have to stay there. Yeah,
1: we got to do it.
0: Now, would you stay in the 17th floor? Yeah. You would. I would. You'd stay at the hotel and the 17th floor.
1: I mean, I... I would, but I don't know. I can't tell you how m- how much I'd be sleeping. I think I would just trying to see if anything happened. I mean, I'd probably pass out at some point, but at the very least, I'd try to stay awake as much as possible.
0: All right. Well, I don't think I want to stay there. <laughs> I think the main reason is because my experience there, I've already been there and it wasn't a pleasant one and I just didn't like it. And yeah. so I already got a vibe and that was way back before I was really believing this stuff that I think... I just
1: Well the fact that it affected you, I wouldn't blame you. It could affect you again. And that's just not, not so,
0: cool. So let me break it down. So either I was picking up on actual haunted stuff, meaning I don't want to stay there because it's legitimately haunted. Right. Or B, the ambience ambiance of the hotel was <laughs> so bad I felt like it was haunted even though it wasn't. Either way, do I wanna give money to a hotel that's that badly does decorated and designed and everything. Either way, I just don't think I want to stay there.
1: Okay, that's fine with me. I
0: am willing to go <laughs> there, to go to their lobby bar to get a cocktail and see how it feels again, and then maybe we could decide on staying there.
1: Okay, we'll do a trial. We'll do... Yeah, just go get a yeah. cocktail,
0: because I remember already feeling creepy when we went to the bar, because we met our buddy at mm-hmm. the bar, and he was there, and I was like, man, this hotel is creepy and dark and ugly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's the best hotel in the world, but yeah. Yeah. Let's just go get a cocktail there. Assuming they still Let's have a bar, I don't know. Absolutely.
0: Well, and they're building a whole lot of new stuff there. I can tell you about all that later.
1: Okay. But anyway,
0: <laughs> those are my stories for today.
1: I thank you, Reddit. Love. <laughs> thank you, Reddit again for scaring the fuck out of us. <laughs> Yay. No, I really like this this story because um, it's very close to us and possible. And it, and
0: it had been a while since I'd done a Burger Booze. Yeah. I actually had a story that continues off of my last two, which took place in 1800s England. Mm. I had another one. I was like, no, I'm going to take a break. So next week, I've got one that piggybacks off of my last two stories. Good
1: old so, 1800s. Apparently
0: it was a time for (laughs) horror in England, so I'm going to get back to that. But I wanted to take a break and do some Albuquerque scares Yeah, just because, you know, we chose to live here. and We just bought a house here, so we got to embrace it.
1: Agreed. We don't have
0: a barfing ghost, but we got other stuff.
1: Yeah, we have a dead lizard underneath our house. That's (laughs) what we have right now. Yeah, so thank you guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the stories as well. I'm sorry that, again, that it's been a whole, like, skip a week thing that we've been doing, but we've been really, really stressed. We've (laughs) had,
0: like, some of the biggest life-changing events happen in the last two months, and I'm actually impressed that we got out as many episodes as we did. (laughs) So hopefully we'll be able to get on a much better uh, schedule, because unless more unexpected things happen,
1: hopefully freaking better not i'm so done yeah
0: let's let's hope we get some calmness but anyway i think that brings our episode to a close thanks for joining us and if you have any comments questions or personal scary stories you want to share drop us a line at hotwpodcast at gmail.com our next user listener stories episode is coming up quicker than you think yes so if you've got any stories we already have a couple that have been planned or sent to us so if you want to get yours in this episode please let us know We try to post episodes every weekend, and we're usually successful. And cheers to you if you were drinking along with us. And for those of you listening to us because you had far, far too much fun yesterday, and you're You're, having a rough time,
1: and you're feeling that barf and barb vibe,
0: (laughs) feeling like you might be reliving some of that barf from Burford Hall. Oh man, that's a tongue twister. Barfing barb from Burford Hall. Yeah, just just a lot of barf. barf, barf, barf. (laughs) But if you had too much fun and you're suffering today. Don't worry, because the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye.
1: See ya.